Need a change of pace? Well, you're at it. WebmasterRadio.fm, your home for B2B. Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert, the story, headline, the spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey everyone, this is Brandy Shapiro-Babin. Welcome to this edition of Cover Story, and I am joined by my fabulous co-host, Mick Jolly. Hey Brandy, how are you, girl? I'm awesome, how are you? Uh, doing well, we had snow the last couple days, but you know, hey, that's just part of living in the beautiful Northwest. So what can you say? <laughs> um, you can say that I was actually sipping a lovely drink with an umbrella in it out by a pool the other day. Well, you know, I, I, I dare you to do that outside next week. <laughs> you know, I could probably make a lot of sales <laughs> doing that. If I, if I could wave my magic wand, send all of us to Chicago in fabulous weather. Oh, that would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. I'm still a little stressed over the fact that I don't have a winter coat to wear. You better find one fast or this you'll is, be buying one there for sure. This is very true. This is very true. So for those of you that don't know, uh, Mick Jolly and myself, as well as the entire Webmaster Radio crew, are attending Search Engine Strategies, which is uh, one of the foremost conferences regarding search engines and for search engines and search engine optimizers and marketers, etc. And it's being held in um, the windy in cold city of Chicago, but it's going to be a tremendous show. So we're all uh, going to be out there having a great time and we'll be doing all sorts of cool live broadcasts. And this week for us, I don't know if you know, Mick, we're launching Good Karma with Good ROI. It's sort of a how-to show, even a how-to for old dogs teaching them some new tricks. That'll be wonderful. Which yeah. is which is great. And then on the 15th, I believe, Crispin Porter and Bogusky are kicking off their radio show called The Hook, which is going to be hosted by Katie Kempner, Vice President um, over at Crispin. And that's sort of the intersection of advertising and PR. And you know, we, we had her on for an interview a while back, and, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe that's uh, what gave birth to the show. But I tell you, that was just a fantastic interview. Learned so much from her. She, she's a great girl. She's got a ton of energy, and she's going to be a natural with her show. Um, Gary Stein's coming on in a couple of weeks. He'll be doing Womb Jam for the Word of Mouth Marketing Association. He's with Jupiter Research. And Yahoo, December 21st, launches their radio show called Power Source, which is hosted with uh, Jeremy Zawadney and uh, Tim Meyer. That'll be good. That'll be good. Ye- yeehaw! You got, you got the big hitters there, man. Yeehaw. All right. And us. <laughs> and us. Hey, and us. To be included in the lineup, you know, that's. Even if you're on the bench for that lineup, that's good. So, you know what? So this is all pretty cool and exciting things. And I miss you last week. Yes. Uh, sorry sorry to have not been, been available with the way the schedule went. That was not the way I, I like it. I like to spend our Wednesdays together. I do, too. But you know what I even love? Even if we're apart, we spend it together on the, on the show. This that's is very fun. true. And now we get to be <laughs> together next week in Chicago. And even better, now that you uh, had to respectfully out of last week. I think that means that you need to take me to a jazz club in Chicago. A jazz club in Chicago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's an outdoor one that we can go to. Yeah, thanks for the personality. <laughs> Just whatever you do, don't land, don't land me in the, you know, the uh, Cook County Jail. There you go. Yeah, I don't think you want to spend any time in any jails there. <laughs> no, sure not. That's a, it's the Windy City, in fact, 
the, the interesting thing was I actually ran into somebody when I was jogging down in in uh, Las Vegas uh, while we are down there at the uh, Webmaster World, not this last one, but the year before. And the Windy City is named the Windy City for all the politicians there and all the and all the political corruption that historically had been there in the past. I think it's cleaned up a little bit since the Al Capone era, but hey, who knows? <laughs> I don't think you want to be in jail anyway. <laughs> no, I, right. <laughs> and it's no longer that, I guess, $20 it gets you out. <laughs> so, but, but without further ado, you know, I... I have to say, and you don't, you don't hear me say this often, I am so impressed with the guest that we have today, um, him personally, as well as his entire staff. We have David Ratner on with us, and David Ratner is the president and COO of Newman Communications. Newman Communications is, they really, they specialize in, um, they're, they're book publicists, one-stop shop book publicists, and these people have a stellar reputation, and because of having a stellar reputation, they have some of the finest minds that have written books um, on their list of, um, ooh, my hamster just hit the wheel. Uh, you know, they have... Yeah, they're, they're, well, I noticed they had Jana Ivanovich and just, just a bunch of other... Queen, Nor, um, Giuliani, I mean, you name it. Hey, Jimmy Buffett and Ellen Alda, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all of these fabulous people, and it's for good reason, because these guys are dynamos. They kick ass. So, without further ado, um, let's bring Dave Ratner on. Hey, Dave. Hey, how are you, Brandy and Nick? Awesome. Very good. Good good to be on with you again. I appreciate it. And I certainly appreciate all the kind words. You know what? It is so true. It takes a lot to impress me. And, you know, some people may not want me to be impressed by them. That takes on a certain amount of responsibility unto itself. Right. But truly, you, your staff over there has such, I mean, cheers to David Lindquist. Absolutely. He has got, he is such a gentleman. He's got terrific follow through and he does a really great job of mixing and marrying the people who you represent with the proper content, um, you know, for shows and making sure that they're getting their due um, with exposure. Sure. Yeah. We, we've got a very talented group of people and, uh, and David is certainly one of them. And, uh, and I think that's what makes us successful. You know, without the people, you're, you, it's tough to be successful. This is so very true. This is so very true. For those of you um, that don't know, and I would suggest that you go back and look in the archives or check out the podcast, this is our second interview. And I'm going to bring him back time and time again. I might even get him to do his own radio show. Who knows? Um, this is our second time with Dave Ratner. So for those who weren't privy to the first interview, Dave, could you take a couple of minutes with us and give us a little background for you personally, and then we can talk a little bit about the background of Newman Communications. Sure. Um, you know, I, I went to school down in Atlanta. I was a history major down at uh, Emory University, and at that time thought I was going to be a lawyer, but by the time I graduated, realized there were far too many lawyers in the world. And, and uh, you know, I came home back to Boston, kind of not knowing what I wanted to do, and answered uh, uh, a couple small ads in the paper, and originally started out uh, working for the National Multiple Sclerosis Society in special event marketing and uh, event management. And it was uh, it was a tremendous experience, you know, working in nonprofit. It really taught me a lot of the things that I really liked to do, and some of the things that I didn't like to do, uh, and and really helped me hone my skills in terms of building relationships, which I think is, you know, where my strength is. And and on the sales side, which you know a lot of people don't like to do, I happen to like to do. And uh, did some work there for three years, built up some corporate relationships with places like Volvo and Bertucci's and others. Um, and after three years, nonprofit was was nonprofit, and I think I sort of maxed out what I could do there. And again, answered one of those very small ads in the paper, and met with the uh, the president and, and owner of the company, Newman Communications, at the time. 
who had a, an impressive company that I thought and, and an impressive client base at the time and, you know, outlined what he had in front of him and what he was doing. And I kind of said, well, here's where I think I can help you, not necessarily knowing what I was talking about at the time. Good and, for you. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's uh, 10 years later, here we are. And uh, we've grown tremendously uh, over that time in terms of revenue and staff and reputation. And uh, it's, uh, it's been a great ride and one that I plan to stay on for a while. Hey, we like that. Yeah. You know, and it's not Disney. You don't get that 30-second ride. Right. If it feels good, you keep on going. Right. Um, so, but, you know, it, you hit on some really key points that I think are important. I think, first of all, getting an education with nonprofits is so very important. Sure. Because it does. It teaches you. I mean, aside from the fact that you feel good because you're being philanthropic, it teaches you to really build something on a shoestring budget. Correct. Um, or with no budget at all. Right. Which was the challenge. I mean, you know, you, I would coordinate these road races, and it, it would be great in terms of, you know, trying to sell the corporate sponsorship and, and work out, uh, you know, d- different arrangements with different vendors. But then you also have to find people to volunteer to pick up the trash. You've got to find a DJ to come DJ the event without paying for that. You've got to find all the volunteers and all these wonderful people that you really never knew existed until you, you know, undertake something like that who come out of the woodwork and, and you know, just do some amazing things to help these events uh, go on and raise, you know, funds for these nonprofit organizations. Well, truly. And I think something too, which I think probably helped you a lot with your skills going forward is when you use volunteers, like these people are volunteers. They don't have to do what you ask of them. Right. And it's nice when they do, but it's even better when you have the ability to enroll people, inspire people and get them to do what you need. Because at the end of the day, you know, charities are in the business to make money so that they can go and contribute back to the charity of, you know, that they're focusing on. So that, I think, I mean, do you think that led to a lot of sort of your success? Uh, I think absolutely. I mean, I think whenever you manage people on different levels, those who are being paid and those who are not, Mm -hmm. you know, you learn a tremendous amount. And and I learned a tremendous amount from them. I mean, a a lot of these volunteers are people who come back time and time and time again for these road races or these walkathons or whatever events that you have going on. And, And I, at times, took as much direction from them as they did from me, because again, they, they had been there and done it. So I, I was learning from them uh, as to what had worked in years previous and, and uh, working with them on suggestions and committees as to how, to how to make things work even better in the future. Oh, yeah. And I mean, a lot of the time, too, the people that are volunteering are also experts in, in their arena in the business world, and they're volunteering. Like, I used to be on the board of directors for the Boys and Girls Club, sure. and I used to handle their PR for them for several of their events. So, you know, had I charged them for it, it would have cost X amount of dollars. I wasn't charging them for it, but they knew, hey, this is one area that's covered. We don't have to secure a budget for this. You know, we get Brandy for, you know, three weeks right. to handle this, which is, which is a really neat thing as well. Um, let's do this. We need to pay a little homage to our awesome advertisers. And then let's dig a little deeper into the mind of David Ratner. We'll be right back. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. More than a name. Like the idea of gambling and winning with someone else's 
money? How about cashing in with the house? Sign up today with PartyPoker.com, the world's largest poker room and poker affiliate program. Cash in on one of the most lucrative and fastest growing industries for webmasters. There's $10 million paid out to webmasters every month. The world is your oyster and every hand is a winner. Wouldn't you like a slice of that pie? PartyPoker.com. Betting on the house makes you a winner every time. Contact Alex L. at PartyGaming.com for a great deal. PartyPoker.com. How do you choose the right affiliate program to partner with? All we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50%, the highest payouts on the net, and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey everyone, welcome back to Cover Story. This is Brandy. I'm joined with my co-host Mick and our featured guest today, David Ratner, president of Newman Communications. Welcome back. Thank you. Yay. Okay, so now you've you've done the nonprofit thing, you've done some really cool stuff. You've worked with Bertucci's, which I happen to say I haven't eaten that in years, but it's delicious food for those of you that don't know. It's a nice restaurant chain up in Massachusetts. Um, and you answered an ad. You know what? I'm, I'm a big believer in things just being meant to be. Absolutely. And you sat down with Mr. Newman. Correct. Who ironically, very small, weird world, um, was the boys head counselor at my overnight camp. Which it's is a small world. It is a very weird, small, small world. So you sat down with him and thought, you know what? I probably don't have the background to do this. I'm not exactly sure what he's asking, but I just feel I'd be awesome at it. So you sold him a bill of goods. Uh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You can euphemize it yeah. if you want. But you did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I did believe in what, uh, what the, the services that he was providing, and I did think that I could add value. I, I certainly didn't have a, a full comprehension of, of everything that was going on here, but uh, at the same time, I really did believe in, uh, you know, what he had to say and, and where he thought the company could go. Which is exciting. And that's the whole thing is, is being, is believing in what someone else is doing. And I think sometimes people who are the most successful, you don't come in tenured in a certain environment, but you do have the business background, the business acumen, and then you can come in with a new, fresh perspective. Right. And I think that's really what you did that allowed, you know, the the company to continue to, to grow um, in the direction that it has, which is huge. Huge. I mean, I, I've spoken to so many people. I know we've sent clients to you. Um, anyone that I speak to in regard to Newman Communications has the nicest things to say. Well, I think that's, I, I appreciate that. That's great. You know, that's what we're looking for. I mean, we're all about building relationships with people. Uh, you know, we really don't look at ourselves as a vendor. We really look as our, at ourselves as a partner for our clients and, and hope over time that, you know, that they are out there saying nice things and recommending us to their friends or co-authors or what have you, uh, or saying good things to their publishers that they're dealing with who have hired us uh, on their behalf. And that's how we've grown. Terrific, terrific. Let's talk a little bit, because I, I, I think you just received one of the nicest compliments I think a, a business, a, a book publicist could get. Michael Corda and his wife, Margaret, mm-hmm. chose you 
to be their publicist. And, and Michael is a, is a legend in the publishing industry. So maybe, well, let's, let's um, for those people that aren't familiar with exactly who Michael Quarter is, maybe you could give a little background? Well, Michael is, has been a legendary publisher in, in the industry for a long time um, and has someone who has uh, the utmost respect within the publishing industry as, uh, as an editor originally and has gone on to write a, a number of books. And we've actually worked with him on a number of his titles over the year and years and years. Uh, you know, continually he, you know, opts to work with us when he does these uh, satellite radio tours and, and campaigns like that, and it's, it's always a pleasure to work with him. That's exciting, but I mean, at the end, at the end of the day, that's a huge compliment Absolutely. that someone like him would put his trust in you, considering, I mean, there's like probably no better pro Correct. than him. Right. He and, is, again, he is an icon in the industry, for sure. He, he is, and he probably doesn't even need a book publicist. Right. <laughs> I mean, so it's sort of like an oxymoronic thing. Uh, but let's talk about, because you guys offer several different types of, um, of touring. And if we can maybe talk a little bit more specifically about the types of books that people, you know, what, what is it you're trying to achieve more from a business standpoint, you know, cause our listeners tend to be more business oriented using a book, um, as a personal platform as a way to continue to further themselves for extra credibility in the marketplace. Correct. Yeah. That, that's what the case is with the majority of, of the business authors that we mm-hmm. work with. Um, and the beauty of a book is, is that as you know, products are often difficult to promote, but uh, the beauty of a book is that as a product, it sort of gets a free pass and it's because it's, uh, entertaining, informative, educational, etc. So you're really pitching a body of knowledge rather than a, you know, a hardcover book that's 280 pages long. And so it, what it does is it provides a great platform and vehicle for some of these business authors in particular to get their body of knowledge out, whether they're consultants, whether they're in personal finance, whether they're in you know, branding or marketing or advertising, what have you. Uh, and it, it, it's a way that they can use uh, a firm like ours as a conduit to connect them with the press, who then utilizes them as uh, you know an expert for commentary in an article, or writes a feature piece based on you know their particular body of knowledge that uh, you know they're espousing in their book. Which is so important, and some people even use it as sort of a precursor to launching a product or product. Correct. Absolutely. You know, so it continues to do that. So now, how do we, how would someone go and develop, and how, like, what are the benchmarks for them to, you know, you have a manuscript. Right. Okay. And you've now, you know, you, you, you have a publisher or you don't have a publisher. Mm-hmm. Can you help with either? Like, if you, see, if you are inspired by something, would you actually help make the deal for someone to be published? Well, I think it's possible. If not, we, we certainly have relationships with agents who are, are the you know, generally the people who will get the publishing deals done. So if someone's got a finished manuscript, they send it to me, and it's something that I believe in. I think that they've got a, you know, what I would call a unique selling proposition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are a body of agents that I work with that I might send this over to them and say, geez, this looks interesting to me. I, I'm not an agent, uh, but, you know, can you take a look at, you know, at this and, and give me an idea? And there have been plenty of times where I've connected people with agents who have taken them on and, and gone on to have, uh, you know, their books published. I mean, there, there's another route that a lot of authors are going uh, today, and that is the self-published route. Okay. Um, it's a far more difficult route to go. It's, it's a little bit uh, more expensive, and, and the major difficulty with self-publishing is the fact that it's far more difficult to uh, get your book distributed, distributed. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, is the key to, um, 
you know, book sales success. Now, again, there are people who, you know, write these books not overly concerned about how many books they sell, but wanting to use it as that launch pad or as that platform to get them in the door with, you know, a writer at the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, or a Business Week, or, or even their local major city daily newspaper that they're dealing with. Right, or even just to show credibility in their specific marketplace. Correct. Yep, absolutely. And, and, you know, a lot of these business people want to, you know, get involved with speaking engagements and such, and, and the bigger portfolio that they can build by having a book, by having media coverage, by having business success, you know, the more successful they can be in, in uh, potentially connecting with a speaker's bureau uh, and, and getting paid to speak throughout the country. Which is interesting. So it's, it's, it's neat for us to take a look at the purpose. I mean, it's nice when you have a passion right. for writing and, you, and, and you know, they say everyone has a book in them. But, you know, to think strategically that, you know, writing a book, whether it be, um, you know, you personally as a business person or you corporately, you know, like a, like a company actually putting together mm-hmm. something, it's a great way to continue to establish yourself in the marketplace and can be used for many, many, I mean, it really can be used for a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, it's used for building personal brand identity, building corporate brand identity, um, so it is, uh, it is a great view. It's not easy. It's not easy to get a book published. I mean, while there are you know thousands upon thousands upon thousands of books published every mm-hmm. year, there are you know that many more ten times over that are not published every uh, every year. I mean, am I, I? I thought I heard a number once that said all the bookshelves in you know in, in the various you know the brick and mortar stores only there's only two hundred eighty thousand published titles that go on bookshelves. Is that correct? You know, I don't know the answer to that, but I, I would guess that's probably a somewhat accurate figure, sure. Which is really small. Yeah, when you consider <laughs> the sort of the universe of books, absolutely. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So now someone has the ability, who would you, who would you tell, um, who would be a better candidate for self-publishing versus going through a traditional publishing house? Well, that's uh, it, a good question. I mean, I, I think, I don't know if there's anyone who's a better candidate but it's probably someone who just doesn't have the resources, the know-how, and potentially even the time and, and potentially the money to, to search out uh, an agent and really devote an enormous amount of time to uh, or, or pursue the publishers directly. Um, you know, people who self-publishers are a lot of times people who realize that they probably don't have a great chance to get published by a big publishing house, and it's been their passion to see a book in print <laughs> And, and we'll just go ahead and do that because they want to follow through on that passion. True. Now, does it also work out well, too? Let's say if you've got someone who's, who has a very large personal platform, whether it be you know, truly personal or whether it be through a company that they have the ability to almost sort of reverse buy themselves onto one of the lists, because if they can bundle in a book, self-publish, bundle in a book with a product, or you know, sort of do the Vidal Sassoon or, or Breck commercial or whatever it was, you know, get someone to buy one who, who has a friend, who has a friend, right. who has a friend, and sort of bootstrap themselves right. into a bestseller? Yes, it, it is possible. It, it's been done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's also been done, I think, unethically in some places where people buy, you know, huge quantities of their own book right. to, to push them on the list. Uh, right. I, I don't think that's unheard of. Right. Uh, but. Yeah, I mean, especially with business books, you know, there, there are a lot of sort of business-related organizations that may recommend the book. So it's a, there's a lot of word-of-mouth marketing and traditional marketing mm-hmm. that, that goes with it, back-of-the-room back of sales during speaking engagements, et cetera, um, you know, which help 
are, are critical in, in driving, you know, large volume of sales. Absolutely. And obviously, PR for this type of, uh, of, of endeavor is, does not come in expensively. No, it's not. I mean, it, it, it really depends on how extensive you want to go with it. Uh, but no, it, it, it's not cheap. It, it's not uh, as expensive as, you know, taking out ads in, in the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal and, and places like that either. I mean, I think it's a tremendous alternative to advertising. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, in all candor, I think you get a bigger bang for your buck from a traditional PR program than a, than a one-off advertisement. Uh, but I, I think they're obviously it works best when the two are partnered together when possible. Oh, I, I agree 100%. Uh, you know, it, it, yes, if you can have everything partnered in the, in the most perfect circumstances, if you can have everything partnered, that's the best thing. However, I do think personally when it comes to book sales, although I'm not an expert in this, it's much better when you have someone endorsing your read versus you placing an ad. Correct. Because then there's nothing differentiating yourself, especially when it comes to a, a read, especially when it comes to something so um, personal as a, as a business book, because people are always looking for, you know, they don't want any BS. They want something that's going to help them make more money, consolidate their time, make their life more rich, blah, 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 blah. And an ad is going to seem just like that, selling you a bill of goods versus, you know, an interview on Good Morning America. Right. I mean, anything you can do in broadcast, it really allows you to endear yourself to your potential audience a lot more. They get, you know, from an advertisement, they get very little to no feel for who the person is. Mm-hmm. Where um, when you're, you know, doing a radio interview like we're doing right now or a television interview, you can make a connection with someone. They can hear your voice. They can hear the inflection. They can hear the passion, you know, about how you feel about things. They can feel like uh, they can relate to you, that you were once in that same position Absolutely. And, and endear yourself to them much more. So I, I think there's, there's a lot of power in that. Now it can work in the reverse. I mean, we've worked with a number of authors who have tremendous books but don't have the personal skills and can go on and bore people to death. Right. Uh, <laughs> and so you have to be careful about that as well. Uh, that's why it's incredibly important for you know authors who are going to be um, you know doing large campaigns right. and such to be media trained either Absolutely. formally or informally so Absolutely. that they take advantage of every opportunity that they have in front of them. Which is so very true. Could you explain maybe to the listening audience a little bit about what media training is? Sure. I mean, how it, long it takes. It, it it depends on you know there are certain people who need a tremendous amount of media training and there are other people who just need touch ups and basically. Uh, it can be done formally where you'll take someone, put them in a studio, uh, put them in front of a camera, and, and start from soup to nuts, you know, getting, giving them interview questions, uh, watching them do the answer, you know, give the answers the first time, playing back the video, uh, working with them on uh, developing their unique message, keeping it to sound bites, you know, not... When you, when you do a television interview, most of them don't last more than five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of people who can answer one question in five minutes. Absolutely. Uh, the goal is to get as many questions in that five-minute period answered as possible. So you can appeal uh, to all possible audiences. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so the media training is, is very critical so that people can get their message across what they think is, is most important and most uh, something that's going to touch the audience, that's going to compel them to then go out and buy that book. Which is, you know, which is such a phenomenon because I've heard of people, you know, you go on an Oprah Winfrey show and you're almost guaranteed, you know, you're going to fly up the list. And then there's been a couple of people who've actually had some really great books who for some godforsaken reason, like couldn't even sell two books. Right. I mean, I tell authors all the time and I, I, you know, I I deal with them every day that there are, there are thousands and thousands of of great books uh, every year that, that 
get reviewed and get national media attention. Uh, and there are thousands and thousands of, of horrible ones that get reviewed and get national attention as well. And then there are thousands and thousands of great books that get no attention. Right. Um, it, it's a lot of it, unfortunately, is a crapshoot. And, and a lot of it, you know, has to do with, uh, you know, whether they have an agency behind them. There are people who can't uh, work with small and mid-sized publishers who don't have any muscle behind them because they're publishing 10, 12, 15, 20 books a season and only have one person in their PR department. And the author doesn't, they don't have the funds to hire an agency, and the author doesn't have the funds to hire an agency. And, right, you, know, you get buried in it. You're basically relying on the old strategy of send out as much as you can and see what sticks. Which is, which is tough. It's which is very tough. tough. You know, especially when you take something. I mean, I just think, my, mom, my mom's actually a, an author. Mm-hmm. Nonfiction. Her first mm-hmm. book was entitled, I'd Like to See Less of You. Mm-hmm. Although she means that in the nicest way. Okay. I had to grow up with that saying my whole entire life. That's why I have a beautiful body for two people. But um, um, but you know that that's so important. How do you help? So let's, irregardless of how the book is published, when you have an author come to you with a business title, what are some of the first steps that um, that you have them prepare for in order to launch the book? Well, I, I think, first of all, you know, the, the key thing is, is, is to discover what their goals are. Uh, what do they want to achieve from this book campaign? Is it sales? Is it uh, personal branding? Is it corporate branding, et cetera? Okay. Okay. Uh, then working with them to define who the key target audience is. Is it a broad consumer audience? Is it something within a particular vertical market mm-hmm. that they want to attack? And then based on that information, digging inside their heads and finding out what are the most compelling and interesting pitch points within that framework, whether it be the consumer, whether it be, you know, within a vertical and, and say, technology. And so what are the hooks within technology? Uh, As we talked about, I think, in our last interview, anything that you can do to become, you know, be relevant to current news, whether it be current industry news or or current world news, et cetera, is going to put you at an advantage. Uh, It's going to give you the best opportunity to uh, generate coverage for yourself. Which is so important. And I, you know, Mick, we discuss this often is trying to make a journalist's job as easy as possible. Absolutely. That's, that's ever so important. And, uh, you know, we, we work with a number of journalists here and if fresh releases that go out through our channel are not simple, then they're not going to get, they're not going to get follow-up by that journalist. And I'm sure that's on every level of communication. They just want, want to have their job made as simple and, possible so they can wade through it as quickly as possible. Which is, right. well, you know what, in, in the A, that's 100% right, and B, too, I, I just think at the end of the day that when you have, if you can say to someone, hey, you know something, I have something that's timely for you. You've got a show that needs to go out, an article that needs to be written, whatever it is that they need to do, and I can fill that hole for you and make you look good and have it be something that, that reaches out to your marketplace in a really strong way, bam, you're in. It, it's it's incredibly important, and and I think that tied in with the messenger, the person who's delivering the messages, is also important. I mean, it's 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 our philosophy here to make sure that the most qualified people are the ones who are delivering the message. It's tough to take a, a relatively complex business book, take a, a a kid who's fresh out of college, twenty two years old, and say, okay, call the editor at the Wall Street Journal and, and make this pitch. You know, you you only get one chance to make an impression for that particular client, mm-hmm. and you want to make sure that you're making the best impression possible uh, on that person's behalf, and and therefore you want the messenger, you know, be it a firm like ours, to be uh, totally up to speed with the pitch and really have a, a good, strong comprehension 
of what the message is. You know something, you hit the nail on the head. You, I, I, that to me is the most important thing in the world because you're right, you only have one chance. The door opens but one time, and if that door closes, that's a very unfortunate thing. And it is very important that you have someone that, A, you know, obviously can endear themselves to, let's say, the, Wall, the editor over at the Wall Street Journal, but B, can speak directly to um, what their action items are. And, and, and be able to take cues from that. Um, we need to take a commercial break. Right. When we come back, we will hear more about how you too can be a best-selling novelist. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. Com. More than a name. 60-day free advertising trial on the best of the web directory. That's BOTW.org, the Internet's oldest directory since 1994. We know what you want, and we've got what you need. And hey, if you can get some free online advertising in this world with no strings attached, feel us up. I, I, I mean, feel free to take advantage of this extraordinary offer and start your no-risk 60-day free online advertising trial today. Best of the web. BOTW.org. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, TextLinkAds.com. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Okay, we're back with Cover Story, and my producer is so trying to get a rise out of me today. All these Rainmaker promos. The lovely Brandy. Yes, thank you very much. So everyone, What's wrong with that, Brandy? Oh, whatever. Oh, don't, don't try and be so humble. Oh, yes. You're so cute. You're so cute. We're just, we've done, Dave, we just did like three, three weeks on the road, a month of Hurricane Wilma. Do you know what? Right. Last night, I just got back my cable and internet at home. Wow. Her hair was messed up after the hurricane. <laughs> Thank you very much. I just got it kind of done this afternoon. Thank you very much. Hopefully, you'll be lacking it when next time you see me, Mr. Mick. I'll find out next week. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Although I'm going to be wearing earmuffs. So yes, uh, indeed, that's a good call. Oh, I'll uh, have to have more than that with my bald head. So. You know what? But Dave's probably going. You know what? Oh, shut up. Dave's probably going. You know, you wimps. I'm in Boston. It's freezing. Brandy's complaining. She's in Florida and she has to dip her toe in Chicago for a week. Get over yourself. I think any other, any other year, I would tell you it's freezing, but we up in Boston. It was 60 degrees today. Beautiful. And it was 68 wow. yesterday. I think we had a record high yesterday. That's awesome. That's outstanding this time of year. Yeah, can't, I, we can't complain yet. Give us time. We will. But Right. <laughs> you know what? Hold on to that weather as long as you can. That's a right. beautiful thing. So um, this is all such awesome practical application, and I really, really appreciate you so much. Um, tell us about, you know, so now, so now someone comes to you and they've, they've got this book, it's published, 
okay, whether it's, it's self-published or, or whether they've, they've gone through the traditional publishing house route, how do you help people choose the type of campaigns that they're going to put behind them? Well, I, I think part of that depends, again, on the goals, knowing what they want to achieve. Um, you know, if, uh, if it's a small book for a publisher and they've only printed 3,000 copies, which means, you know, you're not necessarily even going to find a single copy of the book in every bookstore throughout the country, you know, I would tell someone candidly that if, if you're making an investment for a dollar-for-dollar return, it's, it's not likely going to happen. Right. Uh, I mean, as we talked about earlier on, distribution is key. So part of it is knowing what's available out there in terms of inventory. Part of it is understanding their goals. And then part of it is saying to them, look, whatever you invest in PR uh, is, is an investment in risk. There's the risk that you're going to get PR coverage, and there's the risk that that actual coverage is going to help achieve the goals that you want to achieve, whether it's sales, whether it's uh, you know, positive uh, you know, brand identity in the mm-hmm. marketplace, what have you. And so I always tell people that they should weigh what they're willing to risk, Um, that they can, at the end of the day, walk away and say, I didn't take food off my family's table. Um, You know, I didn't put myself into debt, yet I gave myself the best opportunity to be successful here um, with this book that I wrote that I'm passionate about. And, you know, we we work very closely. I work very closely with with these authors or these publishing houses to determine, uh, you know, what they should put behind it at that point. Okay. Um, you know, because I see, because you've got three primary types of, let's call them, tours that you offer people. Can we just sort of highlight what some of those tours are? Sure. It, it's actually even broader than that, but there are, there are a number of different kinds of campaigns you can do. There, there's one which would be what we would call a full campaign, mm-hmm. where uh, you handle or we would handle the entire campaign from what's the galley stage, which is basically an unedited proof of the book uh, that comes out four to six months before the actual book is published, which is used for long lead time publications. So if you're pitching a woman's magazine for a book in May, you'll send them a galley in February because they're already working on their May issue in February or they may be working on their June issue in February. So we would handle mailings to long lead publications, and then once we had finished books, we would go to short lead publications like newspapers, wire services, major city daily newspapers, radio stations, national TV, local TV, etc. So a full campaign would really encompass everything that you can possibly achieve within, uh, within the media for the title. Um, we then offer you know, a, a variety of like turnkey services, like a, a satellite radio tour. Essentially, for a set fee, we will uh, guarantee our clients 20 radio interviews on stations throughout the country. Uh, those can happen one day in a, in a morning drive slot, those can be spread out over uh, two days, two weeks, a month, whatever the client wants to do. And they can be, they're can they obviously targeted. I mean, if it's, uh, you know, when we did some work with Larry the Cable Guy, we focused on FM morning shows. Right, uh, right. You know, someone like Michael Corder, who we talked about earlier, is someone that, you know, you go more with uh, the serious AM stations, the NPR shows like yours that are going to be, yours that are gonna be you know, they're not zoos. I mean, they, they've got an intel- they're intelligent shows for intelligent audience. Mm-hmm. And so we can provide that radio service. And that's what our company was built on. Uh, we do satellite television tours, uh, you know, which is essentially similar to a radio tour. We take an author, we put him in a studio for about a three-hour period, and we've prearranged interviews with 15 to 20 local TV affiliates throughout the country. So at 10.30, they're talking to Tampa. At 10.40, they're talking to Chicago. At 10.45, they're talking to Dallas. And they do that, you know, for a, for a three-hour period. Um, and then we do print campaigns that are focused, again, whether they be on vertical markets or on short-lead media, long-lead media, um, you know, anything that, 
you know, that is going to reach that target audience. We also do city tours. You'll see authors who are doing signings, and they travel from city mm-hmm. to city to city. Mm-hmm. And what we'll try to do is when they go into those cities is generate local media coverage. So if, if someone came to Boston, we would try to get them a local TV interview, maybe have them sit down and do two, two uh, in-studio radio interviews, and then maybe sit down with somebody from the Boston Globe or the Boston Herald uh, right. to get some market penetration in, in that market. Which is fabulous. Now, can you talk to us a little bit about... Um I'm sort of putting you on the spot, but take maybe a business title, mm-hmm. sort of a cool promotion, a nice entree that you guys created to get um, this title extra exposure, whether it be, you know, um, in whatever type of campaign it was, but something that was pretty novel and helping them to penetrate the marketplace. Yeah, I, I think we, we worked on a book called How to Work for an Idiot, um, which uh, was from a small, I work for an a, idiot. Yeah, <laughs> a small publisher in New Jersey. And it was one of those books that they only published about 5,000 copies of. And we really thought, based on the title of it and based on, you know, some of the good content within the book, that there were some really good opportunities. So we created, we did a huge radio push where we uh, had Idiot Boss Day that we promoted that day, where the author did about 45 to 50 interviews in one day. And what the stations did was pre-promote it so that uh, listeners would call in and talk about their experiences with their idiot bosses. Uh, And that drove numbers uh, really, really well. And what that did was generate more national attention. We ended up getting him on a morning show. Long story short, they went from 5,000 to 50,000 books and and having a Business Week bestseller and a Wall Street Journal bestseller. Wow, that's fabulous. So in that case, you seeded the local market to get the national attention. Right. I mean, in an ideal world, you you would have what I would call a top-down campaign, where you start the campaign with a morning show or a TV news magazine, a piece in the USA Today or the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal, mm-hmm. um, and maybe an NPR radio hitter or you know a solid uh, couple of national, like an IMS or someone like that. You know, these major national shows, and then work your way down to the smaller. Mm-hmm. That only works in probably two percent of the cases today. Right. Uh, those, those are usually, the celebrity-driven right, books. Everybody else has to work their way up from bottom-driven campaigns, working the grassroots as much as possible to try to get attention on the next level to the next level to finally get that morning show to pay attention and say, geez, this is someone we really need to talk to at this point. Hey, now, do you ever end up in a situation where someone says, you know what, we usually like exclusivity, we like what you have, but we've, now we've seen you guys playing around in the smaller marketplaces, the story may be played out a little bit? Absolutely. How do you uh, get around that? Uh, well, you, you know, you've got to pick and choose. I mean, there are certain times where you, you'll, you know... Uh, want to get an exclusive, you'll offer it as an exclusive to say the Today Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've, you've got the Today Show, Good Morning America, CBS This Morning, Fox and Friends as your key morning shows. And if you can get one of them to commit, you'll obviously offer that to them as an exclusive. It, it's rare that you'll see someone on two or three of the morning shows. I mean, superstar celebrities you'll see out there, but uh, for, for book authors, it's generally they're going to get one chance at that. And then there are certain magazines might say, you know, we want exclusive. We want to be the first ones to cover this. We'll commit something to the cover of the magazine, you know, for the book if we can be the first ones to have it. And, and so we'll, we'll do that in most cases if we think it's appropriate. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. We are running out of time, which is a very, very unfortunate thing. I'm going to ask you again, because we've only just touched the surface, although we need to have you back again a little bit more quickly so we have momentum. Um, But kids, Mick. I think it's, uh, who knows, maybe there's a Ratner online radio via webmasterradio.fm in the future. I don't know. I don't have the talent that you all have. Oh, that's um, ridiculous. You are, you're awesome. You, you can sit back just as easy as I have during this interview, Dave, I'm sure. <laughs> you were doing lots of talking. You're, you're great and right on the money. I, I tell you, every, everything you said was, uh, 
enjoyable. I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot. And what's even more cool is that all those listeners that will receive it later in the, in the podcast form will continue to learn from you sure. day in, day out. So, hey, excellent information. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. And then if anyone wants to learn more about us, I'll do the old plug here. Please they can do. www.newmancom.com. It's N-E-W-M-A-N-C-O-M dot C-O-M. And, and learn more about us, our services, who we work with. And uh, feel free to call with any questions. I mean, absolutely. These guys are definitely open-door policy. Um, Brandy doesn't often get up and say, you know, great people. Absolutely great people. Super impressed. And, um, you know, truly your, your roster of clients uh, speaks for itself. Everyone from Queen Noor to Giuliani to Keith Ferrazzi. Um, and, of course, the, the publisher's publisher, Michael Corda. Right. So go over and check them out. We will have David Ratner back very soon. Because uh, now we have them recorded live saying that it'll come back, so we can't not. <laughs> we, we humiliate everyone into doing that, you know? <laughs> it would be my pleasure. <laughs> we appreciate it. Hey, and go to Maddie's and have some lobster for me, would I believe, you? I absolutely will. Oh, God. And then call me and tell me all about it. I absolutely will. That is fabulous. <laughs> all right, so everyone, we will uh, be live next week in Chicago at Search Engine Strategies. And uh, Mick and I will be doing this show together, face-to-face. Excellent. Hey, looking forward to it. And uh, to uh, sound a little bit English, cheers. (laughs) 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 Wanted to close something with something different, so cheers it is. (laughs) Cheers to you. All right, everyone, have a great week, and we'll see you right back here on Cover Story.